we're uh we're back kind of we're gonna do an episode finally so yeah tis the season from the dead i don't know i still feel kind of dead but uh yeah so tonight uh we did kind of a i think this is the first time we've done this i think well we basically did like a double feature so we're going to cover the original the og night of the living dead uh and then the 1990s night of the living dead the savini night of the living dead so yeah, some easy watches. I was obviously planning on watching these soon anyway, so yeah, I'm excited to hear everybody's like nostalgia with them. I know we all probably the the '90s probably hits pretty hard with us, but um, yeah, it's a pr- it's a pretty good a pretty good pregame for Halloween. I'd yes. say because it's not it. Yeah, neither were in my stack. They weren't in my stack of October watches, but, you know, like you said, I might have squeezed them in there. Yeah. But now we don't have to. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess before we dive in, has anybody seen or done or watched anything cool lately? Shit, man. I've been one thing that could be good or bad depending on how you look at it my wife may say otherwise i got back into collecting hardcore during the pandemic being stuck at home and fucking on the internet all the time just uh been piling up i mean i bought a big ass shelf huge shelf i thought would be enough for everything no i am i have like probably 50 already like stacked up outside of that i'm gonna have to get another shelf not sure where I'm going to put it. It takes up like half my bedroom wall, but whatever. Good problem, I guess. First world problem. Yeah. But um, other than that, I'm not going to sit there and go through a list of all the shit I've watched. We've been out of commission for months. So I would say notably in the last few weeks, uh, Nia DaCosta's Candyman. Um Notice how I did not say Jordan Peele's Candyman like everyone seems to do. I know he co-wrote it, but Nia DaCosta is a fucking awesome director. I'm excited to see what she does. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to dive into it because, Patrick, you haven't seen it, correct? I saw it yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Eric saw yep. it. We're good. Want to want to save this for another episode? Or well, just I mean, quick thoughts? that's fine. We can do another remake and original, but I Ooh. I loved it. It's not really a remake, but That's either true. way, 
definitely, I'm fine watching the original. And I watched the original the day before I went and watched the old new one. I thought about it. I thought about it, but I was so excited to watch it. I just jumped I, in. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we talked about it like a year ago. Yeah. Over a year ago when the trailer dropped, we were pumped up. You could go back and listen. I think we played the trailer like the day it came out on the episode, but yeah. That seems so long ago. Pretty, uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it does feel long ago. But uh, the movie got pushed back too, so that makes it feel even longer. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I had, I've seen some complaints. I'm just like, I don't think y'all watched the one I watched, but whatever. Um, I also watched a movie getting a lot of buzz called Censor. Um, a young female director also did this one named Prano Bailey Bond. She's British, so of course it you know takes place in the '80s video nasty era. And it, you follow, the lead is actually a film censor in the movie. So there's tons of references to those classic um, video nasties. A lot of familiar references. But then they cover fictional stuff as well that they're obviously using for the story itself. And she starts noticing this director bringing stuff in. Well, not himself, but the films are coming in. And it's kind of signaling something from her past that she kind of forgot about she has like amnesia about her missing sister and she tries to connect it all and it almost gets very david lynchian toward the end like what's real what isn't shit like it feels very dreamlike or nightmare like i would say and the end just goes off the fucking rails and it does some of the coolest like editing um atmospheric shit i've ever seen in like the last scene and I, I thought it was super creative and to see something so fresh and unique that i wasn't expecting it's just a nice breath of fresh air i say that every now and then but it's just so nice to get that because everything's so cookie cutter these days when it comes to original horror but i think it's a home run i mean highly highly recommend it I'm going to definitely buy that very soon. But that's that's all I'm going to... I don't want to waste too much time. Well, apart from Candyman for me, um, I finally got around... Troth let me borrow this last year. I mean, honestly, I can't even remember. I've had it forever. I knew what I was getting into, which is the reason why I hadn't watched it. And I finally just <laughs> made myself put it in and watch it. Uh, but... The French Extreme Inside Boy. Our boy became a man. Boy. He became can, a man. <laughs> I can still smell it. Um, hey, I still don't think Eric's watched I know. it. That's, has he? that's all, all it, I'll say. I mean, he, did, he just described it as I can still smell it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could say that about Human Centipede too, as no, well. No, that doesn't even bother me. I watch that all day. He, you don't. You don't know what he's meaning by that is all i'm gonna say i mean that's i mean that's probably <laughs> the point it's like my ma- imagination is just running wild with what that could mean well i'll pass it <laughs> off to you it's probably it's probably not what you're expecting but yeah i basically it, it's like a disease that i'm 
just spreading amongst my, my friends. My eyes have COVID. But it's now. good. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a disease that I have revisited. And <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Times. No, I'm I'm glad I watched it. I can handle those movies, but I just haven't in a while, and so it was just kind of like that one hits. That one hits a little differently. Like even when you know, or at least expect what's coming. Yeah. It just kind of takes it a little further than you're thinking. I was just having like flashbacks of Martyrs the whole time I was watching it. I was just like, man, this is right there. But yeah, and and the weird thing is, like, I I can I definitely obviously get the comparison because they're they came out a year apart, both French, both extreme as fuck, and like everyone dwells on Martyrs, and that's the one that gets the more notorious reputation, but I would almost go as far as to say this is more mean-spirited throughout the whole well, movie. Well, absolutely. I think... If, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it does, but I feel like with Martyrs, there's more to it than just being extreme. Like, there's an actual story, and... I, Eric, yeah, have you seen complex. Martyrs? I don't think I have, actually. Okay. Well, I feel like just like... The well, it might be for a good reason. If you haven't, I think don't the dive in I, these. <laughs> I think the reason I haven't is because I heard about them like through you guys and yeah. everyone else. Well, it's an acquired taste. If you if you can even acquire that taste, I guess I don't know. Well, let's talk about fun, happy movies like zombies, Night of the Living Dead, and Romero, and all that that feel good stuff. Welcome to a night of total terror. <coughs> night of the living dead. The dead who live on living flesh. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. The living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. Night of the living dead. Our adventure in fear. An experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the living dead. A night with the dead who cannot die. A night of total terror. Night of the Living Dead. Do you guys remember the first time you saw Night of the Living Dead? Original black and white? Um, I don't think I saw the original until later, you know, like early 20s. But I definitely saw the remake before before that just because it was probably on TV wow. or something. 
so I got introduced um, to that one first, actually, like as a as a kid. Yeah. Really. Well. So then, when you saw the original, you probably just like, <laughs> "This is boring." I appreciated it though. Yeah. I was interested. Because by the time I watched the original, probably 20s as well, I don't know why I took so long. I mean, you can't deny there's that bit of younger generations such as ours that will kind of be turned off by black and white to an extent. Obviously, I love Eraserhead. It's one of my favorite movies, but I that's an artistic choice. It's not necessarily because it was old, like you know what I mean. So you kind of go into that differently, whereas this is actually old. I mean, they could have done color. Color TV was just coming out, to my knowledge, around that time, maybe a little before that. But obviously, this is super low budget, independent stuff. So I'm sure color was more expensive, I would assume. But regardless, I mean, I liked watching it because, like Eric said, I had seen the remake probably half a dozen times at that point and i was curious to see how close it was you know what they kept what they didn't keep because you know i was curious how gory it would actually be which we'll get into the comparison in a little bit but you know it was neat it was almost like a history lesson like history you're interested in not just like here's shit from across the world that you have no interest you know what i mean like this one it's like well, it's like american pieces. history I mean, <laughs> I mean it is like it changed the way of course like the undead was portrayed and i think it probably changed like the direction of horror movies in general oh man it was i mean it try to think right now off the top of your guys's head is there a more impactful horror movie ever made I mean, I, I honestly well, think this hit such a, like, nerve with people. I mean, it was so notorious when it came out. Obviously, you probably read about all the shit it got, you know, because of how violent it was. Up to that point, there was never even yeah. a squib used. Like, or at least on a, on a, big, on a big theatrical movie, I'm sure. But, like, um shit like that i mean it it broke down so many barriers you know freaking not just related to movies obviously like civil rights and stuff like that going on at the time right i just the lead you know had a black lead um woman co-star you know in the 60s it was well before its time even like just the way they he um like shot it and even some of the dialogue like i watching the original recently i you know i haven't seen it in a long time but i was thinking man this is like way before it's time like yeah just yeah like the dialogue well and still like trot was saying for that time that movie compared to any other horror and even non-horror that came out like the same year as that like i mean it it hits everything and it's so more serious 
you know, like, not even like looking at the ghouls or zombies, just like everything else that it deals with and like what was actually happening in the real world. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, crazy. The, the only thing um, that may compare could be like Psycho as far as like shocking people. Yeah. But even that, I mean, it didn't, there's no gore. It's just implication oh, right. of violence that was extreme at that time. And you can even say, you know, The Exorcist. Like, that's one of the scariest films ever to a lot of people and what it does, but it's on a different mm-hmm. level. That's Night of the Living Dead was social commentary. and But it was physical violence. I mean, it brought, it brought even like Eric said, even rewatching it after not seeing it for probably 15 years, 20 or 10, 15 years, I still was surprised at what it showed. Like... You always go in thinking, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna refrain from a lot of stuff. But man, like specifically the part at the gas pump, like after the ghouls find like their bodies charred up and stuff, and they're just like pulling it apart and stuff and eating it. I was like, holy yeah. shit! Like that bothered me now. Or even can't, the... I can't grasp what they thought forty years yeah. ago. Yeah, you know? I was thinking about that one when he saw that. Uh saw the dead body at the top of the stairs you know it had it was like half skeleton with an eyeball and it was just like this scary corpse laying up there like that's still scary now yeah i realized i said 40 years ago it's like 60 (laughs) it's a long time ago (laughs) i said 40 and i was like that doesn't sound right i I don't remember the exact age I was when I finally saw it, but I was definitely pre-teens. Um, we had this this VHS tape probably got from Walmart or something, and all it was were movie trailers. And most of them, you know, were just like Plan 9 from Outer Space, like all black and white, you know, just junk. I just thought it would be cool. But it had this trailer on it, and that was my... I got so lucky because I hadn't seen it. I probably saw like a t-shirt or a poster, you know, but, uh, I saw the trailer before I saw the movie. And I just remember like, I would have that VHS like rewound and stopped at that point, And I would just watch that trailer over and over. I even had like a friend over and <laughs> I showed it to him and we went outside and we're playing and he was so scared that he called his dad <laughs> to come pick him up from that trailer. And you look back at it, and I don't really know what's... It's just something about, like, the music and the announcer's voice and just, like, the way it's shot. But it's it's so creepy, and, you know? And then when I finally saw it, I was just like, oh, man, this is wild. Because I knew the difference. Like, this is a black-and-white film. Like, there's nudity. There's gore. Like, how are they doing this? Like... I, I just couldn't, like, comprehend, like, how that was okay for them to do that. And, honestly, for years, I would always go to, like, Blockbuster or wherever to, like, rent. So, hoping that movie, but they also had the remake cover, which that VHS box cover for the... It's, like, it's like the zombies are kind of, like, neon or something. I yeah, just they're, like, green. It on the yeah. remake. And just looking at that cover alone prevented me from like actually seeing that movie for years because i was like i'm not i'm not watching that like that's too much and so i would always have to like double check 
triple check to make sure I was getting like <laughs> the black and white one, the original or whatever. But then it's still, I mean, you know, I showed it to my kids thinking they're like, oh, it's black and white. It's going to be boring. <laughs> it scared them. So it's a good movie. It works and in a lot of ways. Yeah, I actually took notice to the soundtrack as well, the, the score. Because I was like, like part of it kind of sounds like a, um, I don't know, like a, I guess a 60s kind of like porn. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Some of it was, some of it was public domain, like yeah. shit that they just borrowed. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of had like some of that sound, but a lot of it was like orchestrated sounds too. I was like, this is, I thought, I was like, this is really cool. I didn't, like watching it for, uh, originally I didn't pay attention to stuff like that, but I was like, I noticed that was pretty awesome. I was impressed with the sound design, like not music, but like the sound itself. I was, I was actually surprised quite a bit at how good it was for being, such young filmmakers on such a low budget, you know? And just, like, the the opening scene with the title and, like, the music and stuff, I mean, that's... I can still hear that and remember, like, the first time I watched it. Well, since you brought up the title, did you... you want to get into how that fucked them over? Well, it's just the, uh... It's the, uh... Like, the whole basically losing the copyright and trademark because it was called um i don't even remember i sadly i don't think i wrote it down but they had a few titles actually one of them was going to be like night of anubis the 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 whatever mummy egyptian god that brought back the dead i guess not enough people understood it so he's like fuck it but then they had another title in the actual film and they changed it like almost like revenge of the jedi like late you know like the last minute and when they added that they did not keep the copyright or trademark symbol on it and that's all it took to lose your rights back in the day if you released it publicly without that it was everybody's movie so that costed them millions and millions and millions of dollars which is why they kind of did the 1990 version to recoup some of the money they lost but sadly it didn't do much barely made back its uh, budget <clears throat> the tone of the movie is so scary and everything i mean even like in the graveyard and stuff but the one thing i always kind of like draws me out of it is like her car wreck in the original yeah. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> like the sound and it's like i don't know it's something about it makes me laugh it's just it's like, like a that must have been somebody's car. Like, guys, we can't yeah. drive home tonight. We can't <laughs> we can't crash this too bad. But, I don't know. It's I can never go by a graveyard and not think about Night of the Living Dead. I mean, that's... I don't know. It's it's a good movie. I, I can still watch the original, and it's, it's not boring to me at all. I mean, like, They're Coming to Get You, Barbara, is probably... One of the most like iconic horror quotes ever made. I always smile. Yeah, uh, that part always just 
gives me that. It's just the perfect setup. You're like, okay, I remember why I put this on. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And that's another thing watching this one. Like, so many cigarettes were probably smoked during this movie. Like, pretty much everyone in the movie is smoking, like, nonstop. It's just. <laughs> That's another thing that's kind of weird to think about now. It's just like, I don't know. Might just I was, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it's not related, but my wife and I were just talking about how we used to have a smoke room in our old work building. Like, in it. It's like, that wasn't that long ago. It was probably like, I don't know, 12 years ago or something. It had a fucking vacuum in the ceiling. So weird to think about. Understood shooting the gas tank, like how that was like not just like a like why would they even write that that, that in the script? That just seems like a no brainer. But every time I see it in both movies I'm just like, Man <laughs> Why? I just always think how shocking that scene must have been for audiences. Cause I forgot that's how they died. Like, I remember them dying, and I just guess I assumed it was the zombies getting them. But when that happens, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, they just went there, like, straight up killed themselves on accident, like, just a, just a little barbecue for the zombies. I did forget about the, um, like, the news report of, like, the, the dust from, like, a random comet or something that was going by. Yes. I forgot all about that like was that a, was, was actually like, oh wow that was gonna be the official reasoning for it which i'm kind of glad he made it more you know supernatural well more just mysterious like almost like nobody knows so we're just gonna react to it and not try to figure it out because even in, like, Dawn of the Dead, you know, Dawn of the Dead has the coolest reasoning behind it, I think. But, um, yeah, and even I saw some trivia where even Savini was actually going to put a little nod to that in the remake. There was going to be, like, a comet, a comet that just flies by, like a shooting star in one of the night shots, but it, it got cut. He only, man, he really, like, everyone thinks, oh, he's buddies with Romero. He probably got to just go nuts and do all the cool shit he wanted to do. No. It, what's funny is uh, Golem from um, Canon, actually, um, was one of the main producers. Do you guys know that? It's not Canon, obviously, but it he's he had some money in the pot, and he apparently every time Romero was not on set he was like running the show and pissing off Savini really bad and like telling him no on everything so Savini said in the end he got to do about 40% of what he wanted to do the rest is the producers tons of it was cut and pretty much lost now allegedly they released like a very 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 limited um dvd or blu-ray in like 2012 I think it had like 3,000 copies that had deleted scenes, and I would I would like to see that. But apparently there's like more violence, but he said he kind of was fine with keeping it more tame out of respect for the original, you know? 
because people were expecting him to just fucking make a splatter film, you know? That's what he did, but... Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's a shame, yeah. And, you know, any interview that you hear him talk about this movie, you can definitely tell it's... He's not stoked on it, which it sucks for a fan of it, because it is. It's one of the best... I'd say easily top five zombie movies. I mean, re- remake or not, like yeah, I might say top five remake. They came to pay their respects. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why do you have to be so cruel? What? Show some respect. Now they're running for their lives. A biologist in Stockton, California, have released reports focusing on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state. Every shelter is becoming a trap. Are you sure we're going to be all right? Cooper, you got to help me out! And every road out... Don't stop no matter what happens. ...is just another dead end. They're coming right for us! Romero's Night of the Living Dead. I do remember the first time that I did actually see the remake and it stuck with me for a while. Like, it actually scared me. Like, you know, first time I watched Dawn of the Dead, I can remember it didn't scare me, but I enjoyed it. You know, Day of the Dead maybe creeped me out, but it was mostly just gross like just with effects and stuff like blew my mind plus i had seen so much leading up to that but this one like and you know part of it was probably me like building it up in my head too like all right i'm gonna finally watch it and like you know you kind of make things scarier than they are but it's i don't know man the zombies look so good the effects are good like and the acting like I don't know, like, because the other one, yeah, it is dated. I don't think the acting is necessarily bad in it, but, you know, it's it's hard hard to think that when you watch the, the remake, just because it's such a good movie, you know. Well, I mean, it, it, it does the... Even for adults, you know, obviously the zombies are scary for kids. Like, I saw it really young, and it freaked me out. Um, they're just nasty, they're scary, the noises, the music, the atmosphere. But really what gets you as an adult, at least to me, is the claustrophobia. Like, just the helplessness. And that's what Max Brooks, the author, um, World War Z, was saying. Like, he was like... I don't like fast zombies. They aren't scary to me. Like, anyone can chase you, but hordes of human beings aren't going to come at you slowly. That's why when zombies do it, it makes you... It's, like, more suspenseful, because you're slowly getting torn apart rather than viciously killed instantly, you know? Like, nah, that stuck with me, and that's why I appreciate Romero, because he never, never really dipped into that you know he kept it real the whole time 
Yeah, because at the end, like, they did such a good job fending them off. Obviously, I'm talking about the remake. And Tony Tony Todd's character, Ben, in, in particular, but, like, he was such a good leader. And obviously, uh, Dwayne, I believe, Dwayne Jones, was also similar hero, awesome, in the first one. I don't want to discredit him. But Tony Todd's version, when he, him and fucking yo-yo cooper get fucking in the shooting match over his daughter fucking so frustrating i always forget about that part i always forget she i always forget she comes out of the basement which is a big difference between the two but um so anyway she comes out her dad cooper does not want to shoot her ben is like demanding it so i think Ben pulls the gun, but he ends up shooting Ben. Ben shoots him, and he kind of runs upstairs. Ben chases him, and then she shoots. Sorry, uh, not Judy. Barbara shoots her. So, anyway, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, everything just collapsed because of the stupid zombie girl coming out of the basement. Like, she fucks the whole movie up when you think about it. Because they were, like, about to... They had a good plan... Barbara was all pumped up, ready to do this. Ben could have been her perfect sidekick. And then Cooper obviously didn't help the matter. But anyway, what I'm getting at is um, after that, and Ben has that awesome scene when he goes downstairs, finds the gas keys hanging up, and he's just, like, like Patrick said, he smokes a cigarette and just fucking just laughs. He literally, like, loses his mind. He just loses his mind. Almost just is able to forget about everything happening. And what's funny, I feel like it was improvised when he pulls out yeah. the broken cigarette. And he just like laughs laughs it off and throws it down and picks up another one. I was just like, man, Tony Todd was, for being one of his first like big, big roles, like he was taking well, the role over, I think. But he did a great, great to job. To piggyback <laughs> on that, like he is intense and he is strong and, and everything, but his emotions within the first five or 10 minutes that we meet, we're introduced to him and he's still killing zombies. Like he's literally crying as he's killing the zombies, you know? And I just throughout the whole film, it doesn't feel put on, you know, like he just doesn't feel like this fucking angry macho guy. Like you can tell that he's terrified through the whole film. And I, yeah, I think his acting is phenomenal, especially in this movie. He's just, he's amazing to just watch. Like, just, I don't know, the way he's on the screen. <laughs> it's like you kind of forget about everyone else when he's talking. It's just like. Mm -hmm. His voice, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, oh, even okay. in Candyman, especially. <laughs> but but he, uh, my, my point, which whatever I, I wasn't i wasn't getting into it very quickly but the point when it, it fades it dims out when he's down there smoking and obviously you don't think it's going to end well but once barbara's running through the fields and stuff escaping obviously in your mind you're like well what about ben and even cooper up in the fucking attic and it just shows probably 50 zombies like getting through the windows and all penetrating in and just getting in and closing in on them. You're just, it's so stressful. Like I was like 
literally uncomfortable and I guess scared. Like I was, I was worried for Ben, you know, like, like Patrick said, he, he builds so much emotion throughout the movie all the way from his intro when he drives up. Um, yeah. And so just knowing it's not going to end well kind of sucks every time you watch it because you like him so much. But I thought that ending was really scary. Like, just helpless, helpless, hopeless, bleak, just just like the original. I mean, that ending was no picnic either. But, yeah, I mean, I think Savini hit a home run, to be honest with you. I'm not even a huge fan of his acting and directing typically. Obviously, his makeup work is top-notch, but, like, I don't know. I think it's just everything came together. Romero's writing. Um, obviously, they had great source material to go off of, but it's nice knowing Romero got to fix a few of the things well, he regretted, such as some of the things with Ben. Obviously, yeah. Barbara. We haven't well, even touched and they, on that Well, you know, they... <laughs> achieve to add some little extras in like i love the the trick at the beginning with bill mosley who's awesome in this role you know like the trick you 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 hear it and you know what's coming or whatever and then the zombie comes out of nowhere and attacks him like dude zombies in bright daylight in a graveyard terrifying dude terrifying worse than at night (laughs) yeah because you right you think yeah, everything's at night, everything's scary comes out of the dark and this is like a morning, misty yeah. morning nice morning and a, this one of the scariest zombies I've ever seen oh, yeah. by the way that that zombie stuck with me my whole There's entire life There's a few life. in this movie that out of all the Fulchis and even the other Romeros and stuff like it I don't know what it is, but I, I think it was just the perfect time for me to see these. But, like, still, when I think of zombies, uh, yeah. they are the what I classify as, like, well, do they meet to up to this zombie out of the re- remake? And it's just, yeah, 100%. And the, That's, yeah, I would say between the remake and Day of the Dead, you got probably the top five yeah. best zombies. I don't even need how, to look at other directors. How can they get scarier? So I know they're in there. And, like, the sounds, mm-hmm. I think somebody mentioned it earlier, but the sounds that they make, like, that's one of the first times that I I remember seeing a zombie movie where they actually had sound instead of just, like, groaning or shuffling around. Like, these are actually, like, screaming and making, it's, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> as many times as I've seen it, like, still... Like, the one that, like, is towards the end when Barbara's walking around and she's just distraught and she's, like, carrying the baby doll and she's just kind of, like, pushing off her the fucking oh. face and sound that she makes before he sh- she shoots her. And that, that scream that Barb does, too, like, the, it's just, like, exhaustion and, like, sadness hitting her at the same time and she just screams, like, oh, God, and I'm, like, that 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 hits you in your stomach every time i'm just like she does that two or three times in the movie i'm just like that's so such good acting because that's what people would be doing they wouldn't be like i'm gonna kill these motherfuckers they would be fucking losing it and obviously most people do that pretty well just in different ways like 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 you said already about ben he's like 
bummed out that he's having to re-murder all these people, you know? He's crying and angry. And then you got Cooper, fucking scared and annoying and fucking asshole. Like, it's just making him a complete dickhead. Yeah. he's scared. Which, I'm sure yeah. that would happen. Like, you kind of... You kind of... You're mad at his character in both movies in the moment, and then you're like, fuck. Like, who knows how you would be. You I know. know. Like, I mean, to he's, let new He's just trying to protect in. his kid. Yeah. He's just trying to protect his kid, so... But at the same time, fuck him, still. But, uh, he went a little too far. I mean, that's a perfect segue to get into uh, Barbara character a little bit. Based on, you know, the remake and the yeah. original. I mean, it's like... I mean, they did change that character quite to, a bit. <laughs> honestly. Oh. Yeah, I liked, like I liked the new one was more of a badass and not so, like... Well, I mean, she kind of was at the beginning. She, You know, she was too scared to talk. She was too scared to do any. She was still fighting, though, and even Ben said that. He's like, I know you can fight. But you I've can see her you, character like, really you know, develop and stuff. Because she goes from timid, scared, to crazy, back down to just, like, strong and, like this is you know what we have to do i think she did awesome in this movie yeah i love yeah i loved her acting like chop was getting that yeah those parts i think her and ben yeah for sure her and ben make the ultimate tag team because you can see her like getting pissed at cooper and watching fucking tommy and judy blow themselves up so she's like I think Ben is the only guy I'm going to align myself with. So I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do what he does. That's kind of what I took it as. Cause like Eric said, she didn't know what the fuck was happening. Then Ben shows up and like takes charge, you know? So she kind of follows his lead. Well, I thought that was really neat. And I really like the end when she does come back to the house and, and Ben has turned to a zombie. Like I, for some reason I like forget just because, you know, in the in the original, like, they just shoot him straight. But then, like, when he actually comes out, it's just like, fuck. It is. It's See, heartbreaking. I don't remember him getting, I don't remember him getting bit. He just died. When does he get bit? He just died. But how does he come back? Oh, oh, that's back. right. They all come back. Never mind. I knew that. At the moment, though, I was thinking the rules that came later that you had to have been bit or... Or tainted somehow. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, did the daughter no, bite him or something? When he I goes to the basement for the remember. first time, the only person that's down there is Cooper's wife. She's turned, and, and he shoots her. But And that, yeah. that's why I was confused. Yeah. And Eric's right. Again, the dead just with the rules, I think this one is a little more efficient because, you know, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, they're scratched, or oh, he may have got bitten, but we don't know yet. But it's just like, it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> well, here's the thing, yeah, though. If you die, to you think die. about, is it like an isolated incident? I mean, obviously, in the next two films, you, you realize it expanded right. from Pittsburgh. But, like, that's still 100,000 dead bodies in that area, you would think. You know what I mean? If every body came like wow. you'd have skeletons coming like what are the rules like how how, how dead like i know they're not going to touch on that how but it nerdy still makes do you, you want wonder <laughs> no i'm i'm curious because let's say 
Comet it's Dust Comet is Dust, my new band let's name. Let's say it's chemical, whatever, out of the three or four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't well, know. Like, the radiation. There, there's a few yeah. things they mention. He wanted to make it alien, and I think that's fucking awesome, but it basically yeah. would be like a bunch of venoms running around, but. Um, but at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, where's the cutoff? Like, how long could you have been dead before you're not able to come back? Like, I don't know. It just makes it feel like there's no winning. Whereas at the end of both movies, it feels like they have everything under control, but they really would not have any chance of having it. I just figure since it's like a if it is like a chemical thing, uh, just to, I mean, I've thought about this so much, I don't even daily, want to say it, but yeah. well, it makes it scarier. It makes it scarier. I mean, as long as you're not like in this world, I think it may apply a little better. Like the body would need yeah, muscle to move I mean, or something, you know, yeah, a yeah. skeleton or a brain, a brain to, uh, yeah. infect. But, so it's probably people dead in the last few months, right. I'm guessing, came back. I mean, in the yeah. remake, okay. the f- talking about awesome zombies, the fucking, uh, the uh, autopsy zombie. That's such mm-hmm. a cool zombie. Because he looks kind of, yeah. he's just fresh. And you see, like, his, that was, his yeah. coffin tipped over and stuff before you see him. So you're like, oh, wait, where's the body? And then you see mm-hmm. him. That's awesome. That was so yeah. cool. He was improvised. That was Savini added that in. It wasn't in the script. I'll never Savini's, forget the way that yeah. that guy was walking. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is weird. It's really well, they weird. Think, yeah. They think he's a human. Yeah. It's funny. He's got they weird... already know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so with this car crash, that one actually looks pretty violent. So they definitely clean fix that. So What's that's funny good. is I don't laugh. That's at that one, one of a. Uh, that was Savini's, like, first car he ever bought with his, like, movie money. It was, like, a Mercedes, I think. And he said he was, like, crushed that they did that to it. He obviously <laughs> volunteered it, but he said when it actually happened, it, like, hurt him so much more than he was expecting. They wrecked. They crapped. They wrecked. Oh, yeah, it was totaled. But sacrifice for his art, man. That's funny that you said that because when I, I watched the original with um, my wife and when that car crashed in the original, she's just like, huh. like, <laughs> like made her kind of like, huh, that's funny. <laughs> it's just like, it sounds like a Coke can being like, it's like, that's it. Like, you're all right, I think. It's yeah. just a door. Yeah, but that, that's uh, another terrifying scene right off the bat is... When she's in the car and can't get it to roll, you know? And they're just sitting there fucking slamming the windows with rocks and shit. Like, breaking through. So scary. Think about... Yeah, I mean, that's scary. Think about the original. Like, there's a zombie right away. Like, think about back in the 60s watching that. (laughs) It's like, what? That has to be terrifying. But I, I, I think I do need to say this while we finish up with Barb, her Barbara, sorry. Um, I don't know where that will. Um, <laughs> I did not like the original Barbara. I mean, she did okay. The acting was fine. It's not her fault. It's just the way she was written. Like, it, it's weird. She was kind After of... After being so used to this Barbara. Right. 
and and then you watch that and you're like she's fucking useless like she is literally so traumatized that she does nothing for the story she just sits there she was just scared and like, timid and wanted to be protected and and, and it's unfortunate because ben in fucking slapping her around trying to crack her out of it like that was like a big deal that kind of led to him having a bitter relationship with the film you know Dwayne, the real actor and like he just didn't he kind of disassociated himself like he had apparently a pretty rough life uh the guy that played cooper in the original was one of his good friends like after the movie yeah and he said like all the way until he died in the 80s he struggled with like being black in america and like just the toll it took on him and like you would think, oh, cool, Romero made you a hero. He's trying to change the, the view in America, you know, of, of African-Americans. But it kind of backfired. And George, it's sad, George regretted it. Like, uh, apparently, Dwayne asked him to take that scene out. He said he doesn't think a black man should be hitting a white woman, you know, with what's going on in the country. And they're like, no, we're leaving that in. It's important to the story. And he said he really wish he would have listened to him and then he also like we said it also he regretted how he wrote barbara which is why it was cool that he got a second chance to to do both of those yeah i will say i loved watching ben beat the fuck out of cooper i would pause that and watch it again (laughs) both movies fucking love it fucking love it but yet he's so goddamn perfect in this movie cooper I mean, no, just he does his job. He's just he's just enough to where he's not funny, but yet it's it's a little bit of a relief sometimes on like his his lines and stuff. That's you know it's because he's so <laughs> goofy. But what I don't, I mean, I know they they had to add it for that final like fuck yeah to the film how he survives and everything but it's also kind of like how did he out of everyone how 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 did he survive and all that but i don't know that's that's a perk with me like i do like when she just shoots him it's like you came back you yo-yos came uh, back (laughs) yeah cool to see him as his own well that's the irony oh no i just like knowing he got thrown onto a fire yeah. What's um, what's ironic though, you probably haven't even thought about this, is the entire movie is him and Ben arguing about what they should do, and everyone, well, most ninety percent of them take Ben's side, and they stay out, and Cooper wants to stay locked up, and in the end, Ben is the one locked up, and Cooper's the one that stayed up, and of course, Ben's idea was the right idea, but. It, Ben died doing Cooper's idea. Fucking, it sucks. When you think about it. But, Barbara got him. That's all it's, that matters. It's not, a, it's not an uplifting series. Yeah. Uh, it just sucks knowing Ben was right, and he didn't get to benefit from it, you know? They just kind of switch sides by default. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. Tom Towles really raised the shithead bar further from the original dude uh i'd say honestly one of the slimiest characters i can think of in film history 
Just think about it. He was going to kill Barbara and Ben at one point. Like, he, he, had, he had no That's fucking... True. Like, no... What's the word? Like, not loyalty, but no fucking ethics. Like, just heartless bastard. Yeah. Well, and... Like we were saying, like, when the shit really hits the fan, it's because of him. Because Ben leaves the house, and Cooper takes the gun from her, and then that's, you know, when it all starts. But, I, you know, it... I, I still think it works, you know? It, it adds enough drama to, like, already, like, in this horrible situation, you know? And then... Also, like, the power gets shut off. When the power shuts off, you're just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. I noticed how, how random that felt <laughs> in the original. It was just, like, in the middle of an oh shit moment just to add extra oh shit to the moment. But I liked, I love how in the remake, it shows the zombies starting to, like, fuck with shit outside and trying to climb up the side of the walls. And one just happens to yank a cord out of the wall. That I was like, man, just little things like that Savini did. And it could have been Romero writing that, but it really just added that extra he just realism. Came at him or something. The, uh, outdated original. I think it'd be kind of interesting. I mean, I guess you could, if you could get a hold of like both scripts and really, you know, comb through them, but like see how much of the remake was what they had to cut, you know, from the original or, like, ideas they originally had or whatever. Yeah, there's a book Savini has that has, I don't know if it's just the differences, but it has script of the remake that was not in the movie. So I don't know if it's the whole script in its entirety or just the shit that didn't make it, but you can read it. I'd like to find that. I actually planned on it. I mean, we didn't really touch if we want to just zip through um, Tommy and Judy. They were kind of similar. They played them pretty straight, I would say, in both movies. Didn't really change. Uh, Judy changed more than Tommy, I would say. Uh, Other than, like, little things like how they got to the house. In the original, they were just passing by saw an opportunity whereas this one it was like his uncle's house uncle rich yeah. yep uh, i feel like judy and the remake is a little more annoying than the other but tell you what a, a bald fat giant gross zombie man it's dude terrifying. he looks yeah he looks like the boat zombie so i was bad. just gonna say that i think that's likely an homage because they looked very similar. It's like, the more we talk about the remake and the more I think about it and stuff, it's like, God, just, again, seeing this cover at the movie store and being like, no, I'm not I'm not watching this one. And then going over to like the video games and seeing like Zombies Ate My Neighbors and be like, I'm not playing this either. Because of that movie, I was like, I, I can't do it. Of course, now, like, I could, I mean, I think Zombies might be one of my favorite films, even though I only like this many, you know, like, seven actual zombie movies, but I don't know, there's, 
it's it's a likable their rewatchability because you is can amazing mm-hmm. yeah i feel like with dracula or vampires you have to get kind of deep you know because some of them are slow like romantic or whatever like werewolves there's a lot of rules but with zombies you know you have like like different genres of zombies you know you have like your voodoo zombies and you have these and then just like just like i guess like the 28 days later type of zombie which what's cool though is like he decided okay i'm gonna have them eat flesh that was kind of like one thing they really wanted to do to set them apart from previous zombies that were just like patrick said voodoo almost like slaves you know just doing your bidding for you killing people but um they also when they came up with the uh, um how you kill them as far as like the brain being the only way to kill them one of the i forgot i think she might have been a makeup artist she jokingly said when they were deciding she's like well why not throw pies at them to kill them and then that's why they did that scene in dawn of the dead it was like a, 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 it was a nod to that because Savini, Savini almost um, was going to do like work on the original. Like that's how long they've known each other. He was very, very, very young, and he ended up having to go to Vietnam. So, which we all know. Yeah. So he was there at that time. But yeah, all those people obviously knew each other. So they decided to put that in there as a joke in Dawn of the Dead really cool because it felt it feels so random and stupid the first time you see it and now you know there's a backstory it makes it awesome well and even with like the remake a lot of those people are pittsburgh's i mean patricia tillman who plays barbara she was in knight riders one of romero's older films and i mean just made me think of some trivia who wouldn't want to be in a romero film well i'll i'll answer that uh, or I'll answer who did want to be. Did you hear, did you read any trivia about who all was trying to play Ben in the remake? That's crazy. No. And don't get me wrong, totally glad they landed on Tony Todd. But I'll start with the the lesser known. Eric LaSalle. Probably don't know the name. But did your parents in the 90s watch ER? The TV show ER. No, but you've probably seen an episode. You probably remember George Clooney and all those. Eric Lasalle's the African American surgeon in the show, the main one of the main people in ER. He he almost got the part. Um, I I was hoping it was going to be like a deeper cut, like somebody off of like no court no no, no or something like oh, that. Oh, he is the deepest cut. Yeah. ER is still fucking random, but uh, Larry Fishburne auditioned. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I could see that. He's big and imposing, but uh, he just... I, I don't think I could buy angry from him very well. He's Yeah, he's not intense. That's what Tony Todd gives you. Mm-hmm. is like Whether it's a happy or a sad or funny or scary, like it's going to be all in. Mm-hmm. Like full body movement. It's just... Now, here here's I, the last I, one. I, I can't see it. The last him. one could have worked still glad it was tony todd ving rames young ving rames almost got it and he never gave up and he kept going for it and going for it and then 
14 years later, he did Dawn of the Dead with the remake. That was the closest he got. Which wasn't Romero, but... Maybe. I could have worked. Well, you're right. Day of the Dead. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, I don't like the Dawn of the Dead remake that much either, but it's a lot better than the Day of the Dead remake. It's better than a lot. Yeah. I've been thinking about watching it. I, I remember thinking some of it was cool until they got to the mall. That's when I stopped liking it, if that makes sense. And I'm like, this is the whole fucking point of Dawn of the Dead. Like, the cool shit's supposed to happen in the mall, and I just didn't like it. All the bad stuff I remember all happens there, so... I don't know. I'm we're, I'm probably gonna get roasted for this. So many people love that movie, but and then the the last little casting trivia I have is who who almost played Barbara, but ended up uh, having scheduling conflicts with Days of Thunder. Um, Caroline Williams from Chainsaw Massacre Two. She was gonna, yeah. She. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. She, she kind of gets annoying, her voice over time, but I think Patrick said it earlier, the casting was awesome. Like, I'm glad it was what it was. It's just kind of neat to see what could have been, but I, I don't think I would have liked any of those. But uh, that's about all the trivia I have. Um, well... You know, we just needed to to talk about these and appreciate mm-hmm. them for what they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, they're important films. Period. If you're a horror fan, just... if you are a horror fan, they are default important. Like, like them or not, they're impactful. And it's, and it's one of the few that you know i i will immediately recommend like oh you like night of the living dead have you seen the remake you know like and i'm i'm guilty as one of the first people to be like oh they're remaking this and like i roll but with this one uh it could just be you know the whole romero pittsburgh zombie thing is so close to my heart but i think outside of that from nostalgia and in anything else I think they're both really good. They can stand alone or, you know, together. They're good horror movies. Like, I don't... I can't fault them that much. <laughs> but, I mean, they kind of go deeper than horror. Like, they... Romero had yeah, a lot to sure. say, and, you know... Whether it worked or not with what happened with Dwayne... Jo- uh, Dwayne, but, like... You still gotta give Romero props for trying stuff like that, you know? When nobody else was. And the thing is... You can look at it from the opposite, and I always thought that's why he did it, but when you read into it, it's not. He didn't go into it saying, oh, I'm going to make a black guy the hero because that would be trailblazing, you know? Which, that's cool if he did, but, like, it's more admirable that he just genuinely thought Dwayne was the best actor. That, Yeah. And which is trailblazing enough, because other people would have said no just because of his skin color, but... He was like an up-and-coming theater actor in Pittsburgh, and he it was originally written as a white guy, but once he saw Dwayne audition, he's like, fuck it, they're using him, change it. So, that's, that's really cool. It's just, it's really, it just bums me out when I, remember when I first heard about all that, 
we were at like a Texas Frightmare in like 2000, what, six, seven, I don't even remember one of the first ones. And there was like a big Night of the Living Dead retrospective. Bunch of Judith, Judith O'Day, a bunch of people were there from the original. Um, Hensman. I can't even think of all their names right now. So obviously, Dwayne Jones is missing because he passed away. And then some of the cast uh, and, and writers and stuff were actually telling his story. And it just really bummed me out at the time. Because you're all hot, you're all high on it, and you're like, "Oh, this is exciting and cool and fun," and then that really like take takes the air wow. out of everything with the story, you know. And if he never got to like really reap the rewards of like the impact that he had on so many actors, you know, everyone they don't have to be black, but just everyone, you know, from then on having such a strong lead. Yeah, I mean, when you think. With that type of look film. at the accolades Jackie Robinson gets, you know, like it's just not to say he's quite that impactful, but like m- movies are still important to a lot of people, and to be kind of the Jackie Robinson of that, even if it's just horror movies, not movies in general, which I feel it was broader than that, but he really was one of yeah. the first like hero protagonists, to my knowledge, that was African American, so. It's a big deal. He just wasn't he wasn't boldly trying to break through like Jackie Robinson, so that's why Jackie Robinson gets those accolades and stuff, but I think he deserves them and obviously he does get that recognition posthumously, but like you said, it sucks he didn't get to recognize that but he really didn't want to. He just was ashamed of it and didn't want anyone talking to him about it. It's kinda weird. Very well, weird. I think that's that covers it. I mean, we're not really saying anything no one's hasn't heard most of it anyway, just but just enough to show our appreciation to both films and maybe show a little light of like our personal experience with them and stuff, but and maybe there's someone young enough that hasn't watched the original or the remake. Yeah. And uh, they love horror movies and all they know is The Walking yeah. Dead. If you like The Walking Dead. You know? So it's like, yeah. come watch its daddy. You need to <laughs> watch, do your history. Come the remake. Yeah. Come watch its grandfather. Yeah, the and remake daddy. is like if Walking Dead was actually terrifying and not over dramatic, you know. Like that. It takes all the scary of The Walking Dead and then amplifies it and keeps it that way for like 90 minutes. So, but yeah, it's, it's stressful. Cool. But, uh, we were, we were discussing kind of going forward to do more like not deep dives, but like shallow dives into like two films at a time like this. So if anyone has any recommendations or ideas, we've got a few more we've thought of but seems like a little more laid back way to do things so i think we're looking forward to that yeah because i do want to cover like the classics like obviously but i don't want to deep dive on them because it's not going to be new you know like i'm not trying to like shed light on anything that no one's ever heard it's more of a an appreciation um and again like my personal experience because i do feel with like horror 
out of any genre of film or theater, whatever, it's it's a more personal thing because what's scary to me could be boring to you. It's right. it's the context of that you saw it, your age, what you know, what was happening in the world then and now, how it relates, and that's what I that's what I want to talk about. That's what I think is interesting. After the remainder of October, I think we're gonna stick to horror again. So. We got plenty of time to knock out some horror classics. And then, um, yeah. And now that we're kind of back on the saddle, hopefully we can try and make this a reoccurrence. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think with, so this should be out the beginning of October. So, well, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Halloween. it's October. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it's going to be out right now. <laughs> We've, yeah, we are speaking in past currently we're gonna go back to the future we've made it but yeah i mean hopefully we can continue the little double feature thing even with unfamiliar movies but not have to it is patrick brought it up off air it's exhausting trying to deep dive and like put all this effort into movies not everyone maybe even liked you know like so like just keep it simple we don't have to give the entire backstory name every actor let's just talk about likes and dislikes and keep it simple i think that's what i tend to like listening to on podcasts sure you get the scholarly fucking learn everything about it but i'm not gonna sit here in this hot closet for two hours three hours you know i don't know how those people do that (laughs) i'm sweating cool well anything else any news anything interesting we got we got a lot to look forward to this year as far as new movies because in a couple weeks we get halloween kills uh antlers finally i forgot i saw i saw it i think yeah they're showing the trailer now and it's coming out i think this year maybe i can't remember but it looks interesting it's a nice yeah, is it the Wendigo? Native American stuff? I think it is. It's like Pacific Northwest type area and I don't know. I I remember seeing like the trailer it's I think it's been a couple of years ago it seems like and I kind of forgot about it and then now they're showing like the actual trailer and movies and stuff, yeah. so well, it's got Del Toro I'll Del Toro it. producing, so they're probably trying to wait till theaters yeah. are fully operational again, I'm guessing. But, yeah, I mean, it looks creepy. Scary shit in the woods. Always gets me, so. Cool. Well, All right, well. Sweet. Cool. Hopefully this was interesting. I enjoyed yeah. it, so that's all that matters. So quit watching Fear the Walking Dead and watch Night of the Living Dead tonight. If you listen to this, please do yourself a favor. Hopefully we convert at least one kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do kids listen to podcasts? Their dads do and moms. Well, if this is the first time you heard, yeah, follow us on social medias. Oh, listen. we got a blog now. You probably wherever. I started a blog during, yeah, during the, uh, fucking pandemic i got sad about not talking about movies so i had to type about movies 
So, culttransmissions.com. Check it out. I'm kind of doing the weirder shit lately that probably won't ever sniff the episodes. So... That's fine. I mean, that's just more coverage yeah, on the movies. Shit that like, slips yeah. through the gaps. So, if you want to watch some weird shit, go read up on that blog. So, I appreciate those who have commented. All right. So, pretty awesome. D- have we had comments? I've had people comment about a few of the posts. People I know. Do yeah, you know people them? I know. But I love talking about movies. No. Our wives. Don't I'm not count. calling them out on the episode, but. There's been a few. Alright. A few, a few buds. Anyway. Alright. Bye. Alright. Talk to y'all later. Bye.